0: Tech Dorks. Welcome to the Tech Dorks Podcast, where I, Rob Swindell, and my Canadian friend, Stephen Hurd, discuss things interesting to us and maybe to you, the listener. This show is an unscripted, unedited, unprofessional look into what interests Stephen and I, the only subject off limits of the three W's, Wives, Work, and Weapons of Mass Destruction. If you don't know the difference between hi fi and Wi fi, then this show may not be for you, but still, we hope you enjoy. How are you doing this Monday?
1: Not too bad. Actually, it's Tuesday. Technically, it's yeah. it's uh, Monday in Hawaii, I think.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I think they're two hours. Uh, so delay. aloha
1: to all our uh, Hawaiian listeners.
0: Yes, we made Monday for you. <laughs> that really isn't the goal. I think we kind of the plan is to start around midnight. It's now after one. It's like one twenty. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're doing some technical experimentation. Um, if you listen to the last episode, you may have noticed that occasionally Stephen would laugh at a joke before I finish saying it, or I might respond to something he said before he said it. That happens. That's
1: just because we know each other so well.
0: I Well, no, it wasn't. <laughs> there were was so many synchronization issues with Mumble, that's the free voice over IP program we're using. And um, when I record Stephen's voice on my end, uh, you know, I actually end up with a different length wave file than my own voice. And then I stretch it out, and then it it ends up where sometimes he's ahead or behind me um, during the discussion. So we're going to try something else where Stephen records his voice on his end and then sends me the wave file, and then hopefully I can sync him up rather
1: easily. Probably because we use UDP for the transport.
0: Well, if it filled in the gaps of silence, like if they're time stamped, or, you know, we had some kind of time synchronization thing, and they just, uh, you know, filled in lost packets with noise or silence, then it would be fine. But it looks like instead, they just drop that portion of time, so.
1: Well, I think it probably depends. I mean, it, it probably tries to fill it with silence, but it probably doesn't have high resolution time at both ends, you know.
0: Yeah, but I hear you. See, what it's re- what it records is not the same as what I hear because you know, I I I automatically adjust to your timing, right? I'm not going to respond right. to something you say before you say it very so, often.
1: <laughs> um <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Um anyway, so some for some reason it's just not recording exactly what I'm hearing, so and I tried. To, it has a couple different options in Mumble. Ones to record individual wave files, uh, and then the other one is to record a single wave file with it with a mix. And um, I can do that as long as I mix in all the PC sound as well, you know, like the music, or sound effects, or whatever. Um, but then it's mono because um, by default everything through Mumble is mono. Um, but that probably would work if I was if I was happy with mono, but I'm not.
1: Well, and, and Mumble does have a positional audio thing where you can put where you are. I just don't know how to set that up.
0: Yeah, it looks like it's very much set up for like linking into a game or some other software where it reports your yeah, position. Yeah, but
1: apparently there's a plug-in for, um, you know, just talking. So, I mean, at some point we might look into that and
0: yeah. figure it out. Yeah, but then... It would. It still. Would, I mean, I could put you a little bit left, um, and maybe myself a little bit right, or vice versa. But then it still wouldn't make the PC sound stereo. Right. So, and that's the biggest issue I have with the, with the recording the uh, down mix. But uh, the moral of the story, or the uh, conclusion, is that we're trying to fix the technical issues with doing this remote podcasting thing.
1: We're not really trying that hard, though.
0: Well, we're experimenting.
1: Yeah. We're more playing with the technical issues. We acknowledge that they exist and, you know, we kind of fiddle a bit, see if we can get rid of them.
0: It's frustrating to me because, you know, we we sit here and we put energy and talk for an hour and record it and then I go to uh, do the final mixes or whatever and then I notice, oh no, you're, you know, responding a little bit earlier, I'm responding a little bit later however whatever I'm, and then I try to adjust it and it's just it's not like a simple fix you know right. I know we thought we it was a simple fix for the for the pilot but uh, it turns out it's not it kind of it floats um, you know whether or not the timing is not consistent yeah. if it was just an issue of like sample rate
1: or could have been a leap second <laughs>
0: If they keep throwing them in, maybe yeah. You have leap seconds. Oh well, the in, Earth's uh, always going to slow are.
1: down more and more, you know. Yeah.
0: Okay, so um, it's only been a few days since our last recording.
1: It's we'll average publish,
0: a week, though. Yeah, we'll hopefully be able to average a, we- a weekly thing. Yeah. Um, we talked about possible topics of discussion. Um. One thing um, that's uh, topical to the podcast is that you updated the the web interface, so the forum or the discussion or comments, whatever it's called, um, on the TechDorks.net website uh, looks a lot better. It's you know the comments or or the the quotes, you know yeah. when you reply to somebody else and you quote them, that is like indented and in a box, and you know strips out some extra stuff that BBs's typically put in, like tear lines and tag lines and stuff. Well, like
1: no, I didn't really try doing posts through the website, though, and I really don't know how that's going to behave, so.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: we haven't really know. tested it thoroughly. If either. we ever have any web commenters, it'll be interesting to see what happens.
0: Yeah, and if uh, the listener already has an account on Vertrauen, I think I mentioned this before, you can try the, the web interface and just reply or, or create, an, create an account. Hopefully all that stuff works.
1: <laughs> I think we tested that, didn't we?
0: Um, I mean we' t- we tested EC web, but I don't know that we tested in the context of the TechDorks mm-hmm. website. Okay. so I don't know. I don't think I did test that. <laughs> I mean, I noticed that like there were a couple of issues with like the date time format, you know things that I fixed mm-hmm. for the s- upcoming Synchronet release. Um, and, uh, I had to copy those files over for the tech dorks website, but, uh, as far right. as thoroughly testing, I don't think it's actually been done.
1: Yeah. We could definitely use testing and feedback, feedback. if you test mm-hmm. and you find a
0: problem, let us know. Some people are good at that. But a lot of people aren't, I, you know, I, I understand it. I hit bugs in software all the time. Like, you know, when I'm trying mm-hmm. to run Mumble now, it throws up this uh, this dialogue that this um, certain program crashes when it tries to run Mumble. It's like a helper program or something. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it, it's got an access violation and it crashes. Mumble still runs, but I end up with this little dialogue I have to okay and close. And, you know, I'm just kind of silently waiting for them to fix that.
1: You haven't reported it at all?
0: No. Because you you'd probably have to create an account somewhere on some Bugzilla. And... So you're
1: just making up ec- theoretical excuses to not report it. You haven't even tried.
0: No, I haven't even tried. Yeah. Yeah, the only time I use Mumble is is for this project. And then yeah. when I'm done, I'm like working on the editing and, and the uh, the editing of this unedited podcast. Yes, yes. Um, in the publishing, and then it's like, you know, I'm way ready for sleep, so... <laughs>
1: by that time
0: anyway that was a case in point not everybody's a very good bug reporter
1: right and i i strive to report bugs i or, or at least not complain about the issue to anyone until i've reported it um just because if they don't know about it they can't fix it and you have no right to complain about it
0: yeah it's kind of like goes along with the uh if you don't vote, don't bitch.
1: Yeah, same basic idea. Yeah. If you're not trying to make it any better, don't complain about how bad it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess we might as
0: well uh, mention that there's soon releases for SyncTerm and Synchronet.
1: Well, that's the plan, yeah. Unless, yeah. unless I find out about more bugs on SyncTerm. I'm going yeah. to finally remove the beta tag and do a 1.0 release.
0: But you'd ra- much rather know about those bugs just before the release than just after.
1: I'd much rather know about those bugs than not know about those bugs.
0: Well, it's frustrating when you you, <laughs> you do a release, a first release, and, well, for you, it's the first official release ever, I think. Well, it's no, the first I, I've done official
1: releases, and I've done non-beta releases, but I haven't done a 1.0 release yet.
0: Oh, so 0.9.5 was not was not beta,
1: right? You could so tell the because there wasn't no a little b after it.
0: And the ma- the major version number um. was zero. <laughs> it's like <laughs> okay. Putty.
1: the The Putty just released version zero point six five. Wow. Um. After you know 15, 20 years of development, they finally made it up to zero point six five. SyncTerm after thirteen or fourteen years development has finally almost practically made it up to what? Is it really been that long? For which, SyncTerm? For SyncTerm, yeah. Yeah, but remember, it was originally far dumb less term? featureful. No, 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 dumb term was written in Perl. SyncTerm was written in C, but it was just, just going to be our login. It was not going to do anything fancy, and it just... Well, you added Telnet support. I was never going to do that, and... Kind of groove, f- yeah, but grew. I don't
0: remember it being starting like two thousand one. Well, here yeah, uh, we you can always check. See, time flies. Uh, repository. And if you don't know what Sing Term is, it's a uh, it's a terminal program, um, primarily designed for connecting to BBSs, but it could be used for connecting to other things, other services that use uh, terminal protocols. Like eleven Telegram. years one month ago. Wow, yeah. that was a great guess on your part. <laughs> anyway similar to putty or you know windows telnet.exe or old terminal programs like procom and telex and telemate, modem.
1: yeah and while it can be used for connecting to other things it's really not for that it's, it's sole purpose is for connecting to bbs's you know it, it's nice when it allows other things but those are very much not important at all
0: yeah. And because and BBS terminals were have long been uh, primarily designed for connecting to other things, and then maybe a BBS was a secondary priority. And you could tell, you know, in the mm. terminal emulation or the support for file transfers or, you know, how the directories were sorted or whatever, organized. Yeah. Um, you could tell that, you know, the BBS thing was not its uh, primary use. So it's well, they great.
1: haven't been profitable for... Oh yeah. Twenty five, thirty years to have a BBS client, so
0: Yeah. I don't know that many people are making money on terminals these days.
1: Well, you know, I know you can buy a license for them for thousand bucks and I know places that have. Wow. <clears throat> like Zoc, Zoc isn't that expensive. Um Zoc I Zappocom? think the full pro version is actually pretty expensive. Hmm. Like I think to use at work. I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
0: But I I don't think like the Hyperterminal guys even sell um Hyperterminal anymore. Hillgrave. G R A E V E.
1: Yeah. I Hillgrave. mean there's it's definitely a shrinking set of things. Yeah, okay. So it's 80 bucks for a license for ZOC.
0: Oh, they do sell. They still they still sell Hyperterminal.
1: Hmm.
0: By now. So this used to come, well, a version of it. The private edition came free with like Windows XP.
1: And then the not oh, crappy edition. Now they charge $65
0: free. for the private edition. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. And well, I, and I don't think I've ever paid for a terminal program out of my own pocket. And I used a lot over the years. I mean, ProCom... Telex, uh, Telemate, Terminate. tons of them. Yeah. I don't remember
0: if I paid for one or not. I may have paid for Telex.
1: Yeah. I I
0: did use that one for years. Um, And it had uh, the Salt programming language, which was a Mm -hmm. C-like scripting
1: language. And it came with a BBS, written in Salt.
0: Yeah, host Mm -hmm. mode. Actually... My first BBS I ever ran was a Telex host mode script, and I ran it for like a week, maybe. <laughs> I called it the Pirates Cove.
1: Ooh, that's <laughs> probably the only BBS with that name ever. I know it was so original.
0: <laughs> well, and it was kind of a joke, you know what I mean? It was, you know, I, I, yeah. I wasn't. I think I had one one person log in and actually like created an account. <laughs> And then when I switched to WWIV, he was like, oh, I And I said, I you really Pirates have cove? to customize
1: your BBS before <laughs> you advertise it. Why are you even telling people about your BBS? All you've done is added a few door games. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that, that one user like complained when I switched to WWIV. He's like, oh, I want you to bring back the Pirate's Cove. It was all <laughs> black and white. There was no ANSI or anything, no files. It was, it was hardly anything there. He really liked mm-hmm. it, apparently. He liked the name, I think. <laughs> so, $65 for Hyperterminal Private
1: Edition. Well, it's $80 for ZappoCon. Oh,
0: wait. It's 75 if you want a CD. It's yeah. 65 to download it.
1: Well, that's good. I, I mm-hmm. actually like it when, when they charge less for giving you less. Like um, the ARRL, the Amateur Radio Relay League, kind of like the big giant club of amateur operators in the united states so you you join and with your membership you get um a magazine month a monthly magazine and for absolutely no discount they can not send it to you (laughs) (laughs) i mean you always have access to the online version whether you get it mailed to you or not you um Always have access to back editions online, and, and and everything. But you know, for for absolutely no additional charge, they will stop mailing it to you.
0: Yeah, but you've gone green. You feel good about saving the environment.
1: Nah, not really.
0: Hmm. Well, that's the theory. So it's one hundred and sixty-five dollars from Hillgrave for Hyper Access.
1: That's their their full fledged <laughs> power edition. Does it include? Like X eleven R six or anything fancy oh. like that.
0: Let me see. It's got
1: script development.
0: Oh, they'll they they'll they'll do development for you for. for oh, that's for nice. You. <laughs> uh, you know, records and plays back stuff with Visual Basic script scripting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't see anything about X eleven. Like it's all Windows.
1: Yeah, it's
0: all Windows.
1: Well. One thing that I often um mention to Rob is that how amazed I am that other people run SyncTerm.
0: Yeah, and what does he think of that?
1: Well, he usually defends SyncTerm as being, you know, really good and awesome and that kind of thing. Sounds and like I just a smart don't guy. see it. I just don't see it. I mean, I've looked at that code, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Most people don't look at the code.
1: That's true, and I mean it's not the worst code in the Synchronet CVS repository. I'll say that for sure. Well, some of the oldest <laughs> code in Synchronet
0: actually is that UI, UIFC library, and you are yeah. using that in sync terms, so. No,
1: I'm just using UIFC32, which yeah, it's you know, still. Was its
0: It's a port or an update of the old DOS UIFC. There's a
1: lot of rewrite in it. Yeah. I think there's probably more new code in the 32-bit one than old. Probably,
0: but it's still based on that really old API. Yeah, and you
1: can still see some of the uh, variable names and whatnot from there, but yeah.
0: Yeah, so UIFC, you, you sense for user interface... I like of to re- abbreviate things to like four letters or less. Back in the day. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, it was mimicking the Novell Siscon UI.
1: Yeah, I actually got a uh, some feedback on my BBS recently, um, saying how impressed they were that I used the Turbovision for sync term. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it looks like Turbovision. I don't think so either. But you know that that was that was the uh, the post. It was yeah, like, Turbo. Oh, it's cool <sighs> to see someone using Turbovision or Raw or Arhyde or whatever. Yeah, Turbovision was the board.
0: Borland, uh, uh, you know, text slash graphics mode UI,
1: and it was horrid.
0: Yeah, it it did a lot of uh, underlining and bolding and. Mm-hmm. Um well I guess bold's not so bad, but it just did some weird stuff with the um with the text that I didn't mm-hmm. like. I found, I felt that the Novell stuff was very clean.
1: Yeah, and I've gotten a lot of compliments on on the sync term user interface. And I just you know, mm-hmm. it was the easiest one. <laughs> <laughs> of course the, the keyboard shortcuts is probably the thing I get the most feedback on.
0: Oh, requesting changes to.
1: Yeah, you know, can you fix this, or this is completely how OS 10 does not behave, could you please fix that, and that kind of thing. And I'm like, nah, I'm not going to fix that. Well, you it's know, hard when
0: you don't run OS X to not support
1: it. And I don't really care about my users, right? I mean, th- I think that's probably the biggest thing.
0: It really comes through, too. Yeah? It's sincere. Oh, that's good. You yeah. sincerely don't care about that. I
1: sincerely don't care. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's for me. It's hard It's heartfelt. So, once I get used to a key binding, I'm not going to change it for someone else and get used to a new one. It's my program. You know, it's it's for me. Other people could use it, that's fine. And I really appreciate other people telling me about bugs and stuff. Yeah. But
0: but you really care about the one user,
1: you. Right.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. sincere. It's heartfelt. Yeah. yeah.
1: <clears throat> and that's why it's so awesome because I don't listen <laughs> to anyone else.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't really take that opinion or viewpoint, I think, um, you know, that you, if you can, especially if it's uh, easy to do, to add a, a feature or a function, you know, that somebody else wants, and maybe you personally will never use, then it's good to do. And I think you take that viewpoint too sometimes, because you've added stuff like the Atari or Commodore uh, terminal support. Oh, that was for me. How often do you log into an Atari BBS or Once Commodore? or twice a month.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: Still, or you did just during that development? Oh, no, still,
1: yeah. Oh. No, I mean, they're they're cool, and I mean they're they're a whole different world, and yeah. and actually, you know, experiencing non-synchronous BBS's is an important thing.
0: Uh, yeah. For me, I, I <laughs> you know, I, I'd like a more capable system, though. You know, I'm, well, more, I'm more interested in, you know, the bounds of what you can do um, in the medium as opposed to, you know, how austere things used to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't want to go back to the old days. And, I mean, you can really tell the uh, Commodore 64 and Atari BBSs that are running on real hardware because they're so bad <laughs> in so many yeah, ways. Incredibly you know. slow. Yeah, but it 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 does have a lot of the the very small community type thing that that you don't see in most of today's BBSS. You know, you, you recognize the people. You're always, you know, you're you're all interested in the same kind of things. Mm-hmm. That's probably of stuff.
0: probably no no message networks or anything.
1: Like no, no networks. Yeah. It's all just local, you know, and it's.
0: Everybody yeah. made made the effort to create an account and call back. And regularly. remember the
1: number because yeah. most of those really, really awful old BBSs you you don't really you don't log in by your user ID. You log in by your number. Oh. And if you lose that number, well create a new account.
0: I thought you were but gonna say phone number. Like you actually were dialing them.
1: I have not dialed a BBS since I added dial up support to SyncTerm. Yeah. Part of that, though, is because I believe my new laptop does not have a modem, and that was kind of my last system that had a modem. I I added the dial-up support when I had the modem, and you actually had the dial-up line on your BBS. Yeah, I still do. Does it still work?
0: Yep. I keep thinking about turning (laughs) it off, and then you know when I don't have it online for a while, I get an email from somebody, one person or another, and it's, it's amazing. It hardly ever gets used, but... If they call it and it doesn't answer, they send me an email. <laughs> but I don't, you know, when I test it and I use it, I can't believe how slow it is.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's
0: 28 kilobit or whatever. <laughs> oh, that brings up a topic. Oh, 28 yeah. kilobit. People don't realize that when you say megabit, for example, you're usually talking about throughput. And that is different from a megabyte. So a megabit, and I believe this is always true, a megabit is always one million bytes, an even number. Or it's, 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 a, it's a base 10 number. Whereas well, a, me- a megabyte can be either 1,048,576 or one million even, exactly.
1: Well, no, it can't. It
0: can well, I know, you, no. you, you like to use meb, <laughs> meb a bit, but that's a new word.
1: Well, the thing is, is that the mega prefix has been well-defined um, for a very long time.
0: Right, so it was kilo, but, you know, right. it was, it was okay, but, but, you know, the computer industry takes words and, re- you know, reuses them like bite. You know, it, a bite now means something different than, you know, actually biting something with your mouth.
1: Well, that's a different word, though.
0: Well, it's spelled differently, yeah. But kilobyte isn't. Well, I guess so. It's got a byte. It's got so megabyte. It's got with a Y in it. Right, but the prefix is the thing. Right. So kilobyte was defined as ten twenty-four because that is a base two number, and that's that's an a unit of measurement that is convenient for computers. One thousand is not convenient for computers.
1: Now. When you say was defined, what do you mean by that? It was used as that, but I don't recall it being formally defined by that before, like the the late this millennium, right? I mean, oh, people used uh, it like that. It's just like they're you rounding, the it, right? It's like we it, mean
0: the last hundred years,
1: like since the year two thousand.
0: Well, century. What do you say?
1: Yeah. Anyway, I d- I don't remember um, the kilobyte and megabyte and everything being formally defined by any standards organization before the Kiba and 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 Miba and everything was was defined um, by I think it was the IEC or someone.
0: I don't keep close track of standards bodies, but I know you know back in the early '80s we were oh, yeah. using KB. I mean kilobyte,
1: which was ten twenty-four right. bytes. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean it kilo- was definitely common usage. But
0: a kilobit is a thousand bits. Right. There's eight bits in a byte, and when you're talking about kilobits, you're usually talking about throughput. You're talking about how how much data can go from one point to another in a certain amount of time. So you're usually talking about bits per second, kilobits per second, megabits per second. Right. Occasionally, people, for convenience, will say megabytes per second or kilobytes per second. You just divide that number by eight.
1: Well, and and dividing by eight doesn't actually work almost ever. I mean, if you're transferring a file and you're looking at how many megabytes per second are being transferred, you're looking at something different than the bits per second of the actual transfer medium. Right.
0: There's overhead. Right.
1: No, I know. I know. And, and usually when you see um, a rate in kilobytes or megabytes per second, um, you're actually seeing what has been transferred. You're not actually seeing the, the line rate.
0: Well, I, I think the example and we were talking about was Wget, and it shows a, um, a dynamic uh, current throughput. It, does, it, it goes up and down. Right. So it's not but the number --'t think it's not it the goes number to of bits. No, it doesn't. It's bytes, but right. it's it's not it, it it's not cumulative. It's the current rate, and it goes up and
1: down. Right, but it's the current rate of data transfer, not the current data rate. You know what I mean? So usually, when I see something in bits or kilobits or megabits or gigabits per second, that's actually talking about the line rate, actually signals on the wire.
0: It's like a like a. Asynchronous a or uh, some kind of um, guaranteed throughput or something?
1: Well, not, not necessarily guaranteed, but it, what's actually happening on the wire. You know, whereas well, that, when I that see kind it kind of numbers are usually dynamic? Not right. usually. Right. Okay. So you're but I about mean, it, it can be. I mean, serial can be dynamic. Um, but anyway, usually when I see it in in bits, it's the the speed on the wire, the number of transitions per second you know it's yeah. whereas when you see it in bytes, it's the actual data transfer rate, not the bit transfer rate, so the overhead is stripped out, and it's just the amount of data that was actually transferred
0: and and old software, especially old dos b b. s and communication software, would often use c. p. s characters per second,
1: right, which is, which is like. Kilobits or kilobytes? Sorry, it, it it's the, same the actual. As bytes. It was the same as bytes. Right, CPS, it's, it's same as bytes without including second. the overhead. So, or no, it did that, with it, the overhead removed. So it's it's the number of characters that are transferred, without any overhead. So while while you would have say, ten bits per second, you'd have one character per second.
0: Right. If there's because one start of the and stop overhead, bit, you know. yeah. And that's so. If you took a a, a twenty four hundred. Bits per second connection. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're not going to get 200. Uh, you you, you, cou- you would get about 240 characters per second,
1: depending on stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. About. It's a good guess. The other thing is, they used to measure the storage of like floppy disks and hard disks in uh, the base two number. So. Uh, you know like 1024 bytes and a kilobyte you know that kind of thing um and then sometime in the last 10 20 years they they switched to uh strictly base 10. so a, a, you know a megabyte when you buy a you know hard drive and it tells you how many gigabytes or megabytes it is that's billions or or millions of bytes not mm-hmm. you know a, a base two number and that was a, that was a switch
1: well, there was a switch for some. I mean, some had always done that, and then there was a big class action suit on the, over the whole thing. I think Western Digital is the one that was sued. And, um, you know, that then you started seeing it actually being explicitly spelt out on everything. Yeah. Right.
0: Or you'd have little fine
1: print. Right. Explaining it, that's what, what they I meant by yeah. a
0: megabyte. Or, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, they'd specifically tell you exactly what it was, kind of thing.
0: (coughs) Yeah, but that was a transition. I mean, you know, Seagate, um, trying to think where the other old drive manufacturers Mac Store. Um, um,
1: What was that one that started with a W. YTech? I
0: don't recognize that one. There's a lot of companies that have either been, you know, bought up or yeah. went out of business or whatever. And maybe Western Digital was the exception back then, but pretty much everybody used, you know, 1,048,576 bytes was a megabyte. right because
1: it it mapped well to what you're using for RAM.
0: Well, and, and what the uh, OS would tell you when you looked right. at the total number of files or free free space. You know, Well, you and I think that
1: you, again came from you know by comparison to memory
0: yeah yeah really um i mean flash memory i guess it kind of makes sense to always double the capacity but you know you you could really make a 5 mega or 5 gigabyte you know sd card or some odd number you know they could do that but they don't they ma- they make everything uh, nice round powers
1: of 2 well yeah, because it's a lot easier to deal with.
0: Or maybe it's just a, a selling, you know, selling point or something. Um, but well, you know, I hard mean, disks—they don't have to be big. You know, t- doesn't have to be exactly you know a terabyte or a gigabyte boundary. You, know, you could have odd numbers of bytes.
1: of storage. Right, but I mean, when you're laying out your blocks at the most basic level, you're going to use a power of two let right. say for solid state storage, storage
0: yeah for solid state storage it makes a lot of sense for platters it doesn't necessarily
1: well except then it would be difficult to map stuff to other stuff right i mean you you want to remap a sector whatever your sector map is in base 10 it's it's going to be harder you know
0: well they've had they certainly had hard drives that are odd sizes but
1: well, those were for systems that had words that were odd sizes. No,
0: usually. no, no, I mean, y- more recent. You know, you can buy a 1.5-terabyte hard drive.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, but that 1.5-terabyte hard drive is going to have the small print where it's actually, you know, one four nine three eight six whatever, and it's going to be a sum of powers of 2, right? Well, everything's no, a sum I of powers they, they, of 2. No, I think they use base
0: 10. That's what I'm saying. These hard drives, they don't use powers of 2.
1: I would be... A terabyte
0: hard drive is, is a billion or a trillion bytes.
1: I doubt if it's exactly a trillion bytes. I, I would be shocked if it's exactly a trillion bytes. Why don't you tell us the drive. story
0: of your... Um, is it, what was that, Western Digital? That external hard drive.
1: Oh, yeah, it's a uh, Western Digital... Uh, oh, it doesn't say the model on it. Anyway, uh, a friend of mine was, was getting rid of her old computer stuff, right? They had a bunch of old computer stuff, and they had a few laptops and things. Anyway, she brought it all over, and she said, you know, what do you want? And I said, well, you know, I'll take, I'll take the laptop and the laptop power supplies, but, you know, this this system is just old and garbagey." And then I picked up this external hard drive from Western Digital, and, you know, I'm trying to figure out by reading it, how big it is? It turned out it was like two hundred and fifty gigs, I think. Yeah. Anyway, it, w- it was kind of small. But when I was looking at it, I noticed that it actually has um Morse code carved into the actual case as the vent holes. And so I'm like, "Well, I'm going to take this, not because I necessarily want it, but because it's got Morse code, and I need to find out what this hard drive yeah. is telling, trying yeah. to tell me. It's very right? important. Yeah." This is that's cool, right? It's Morse code. You don't run into that very often, and i uh took like fifteen twenty minutes decoding it and figuring out exactly how they were formatting and everything. It's actually kind of cool that they lined it all up on the uh corners so that there was a a a DA or a dash on every on every uh row down the corner, so the corner was nicely you know exactly the same size holes vertically anyway so I spent all this time decoding the Morse code and figuring out where it started where it stopped and everything and it ended up it was just like a bunch of superlatives like innovative brilliant uh, personal personal yeah I don't know if I still have that file open
0: storage <laughs> it was a bunch yeah, of yeah I don't Yeah, it was
1: was just you know it was like someone spent the time to send out a cool secret hidden message to me personally. Oh, I actually have it. So here is here is the text written on the outside of my Western Digital Pro book or something. It is personal, reliable, innovative, simple, innovative, personal (laughs) design, reliable, innovative design. Personal design, simple, innovative. <laughs> so the the last word was cut off and it looks like it might have an extra letter in it. So that was that was Very a bit helpful. of a disappointment. Yeah. yeah, it was a bit of a disappointment, but it's it's still pretty cool to see Morse code messages hidden in everyday things. So
0: So have you heard about this Dodge
1: commercial? A Dodge commercial. Yeah. Can't say I have.
0: Okay, let me see if I. I, I mean, Morse code not very, uh. audible. <laughs> oh, it is audible. And the, and the headlights are flashing. If you know Morse code and drive a Passat, you'd be pretty offended right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I don't know what it says. I huh. it. I'll have to dig that up and actually give it a solid listen. I'm not... Yeah. Maybe they'll send
0: us a couple chargers for playing the commercial. Morse <laughs> code. <laughs> why is it repeating? I don't know. Why it's. I repeating.
1: don't know, because you're in charge of it. And mm-hmm. You're looping it. But that is just a little bit faster than I can copy by ear. I caught a few letters here and there, but I didn't get any words. Yeah, um, <coughs> it's been it a while ends in an that. S, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> sucks.
0: <laughs> Your car sucks. I don't
1: think that's quite what it says, but
0: yeah, probably not.
1: Yeah, and what's what's really disappointing is is a lot of Morse code that you hear. Um, it's actually they've done it wrong, and that's well, they don't put word know.
0: spacing in usually.
1: Yeah, they'll they'll not put word spacing in, and, you know, it'll be almost impossible to, well, to actually separate it out what's or whatever. On? Are you asking what's going on? Hello. Hello.
0: Oh, you're back. I was saying they don't put word spacing in, but what were you going to say?
1: Well, and they run the characters together, and... Yeah. Yeah. Makes
0: it very hard but, to copy.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's copyable and stuff, but. And I'll take the time to do it now that I know it exists. But
0: there, I thought there was another commercial that had Morse code in it. Oh, somebody discovered Morse code in a recording. I'm trying to remember this. It was, it was some classic rock album or something. And it had to be recorded next to some radio transmitter or something, so there was some low-level, uh, low-frequency interference with the, you know, analog recording gear. So it actually picked up this uh, Morse code, but it wasn't really audible with the, you know, the human ear. But it was, mm. it was on the, I guess, on the vinyl records. Hmm. So you so some equipment or something and somehow detected that Cool story. Yeah, very detailed, <laughs> huh? <laughs>
1: All those hard hitting technical details yeah. are really you know, I mean they're above my head. So
0: <laughs> So what do you think about wearables?
1: Not much. <laughs> honestly, I I yeah. I honestly cannot imagine Wanting one.
0: So when I first had a, a a cell phone small enough to fit in my pocket, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, it was cheap enough and affordable enough and the service was decent enough, um, text messaging was, I think, a very new thing, very cumbersome. You know, you had to hit each number letter a couple times to get the mm-hmm. letter you want, you know. And I remember you know thinking and saying you know what i really want is i want my calendar and i want my email here (laughs) you know right in in my phone so i want to know you know when my next appointment is when my whatever dentist appointment Mm. or work thing or whatever birthdays um and i want to be able to send and read email and you know i think the blackberry was the first phone i had that really
1: um did it well
0: yeah yeah it did those things well well enough you know and uh, since then, it's like everything's just kind of unnecessary. I mean, it's, you still use stuff. You still play games or do social media or take pictures and video and all that. But, uh, you know, the, the biggest features that I really needed out of a small device that, you know, I keep around in my pocket um, is met. You know, and it always has the right time of day because that's important me i mean i don't like wearing a watch but i want to know that i can look and see exactly what time it is you know because often running late and you know the movie's going to start or you know that boat's going to leave or the plane's going to leave or whatever (laughs) you know you, you you want to know exactly what time it is and you know if your phone doesn't you know automatically sync up um with you know an accurate time source then you know you could be late to things uh yeah,
1: I I was never big on watches.
0: I wasn't either. I not I was glad not to have a watch. You know, not me to watch. You know.
1: Well, I I'd, I'd given up on watches quite early, um, in my life. I I did at at one point carry a pocket watch, before it was cool. <laughs> and um, you know, just so that I could, if I really put myself out, find out what time it is. Um, but then I stopped carrying that even, and it was just, you know, I, I don't care what time it is. And See,
0: that might be a cool gadget, actually, like a digital pocket watch that was like a smartphone.
1: That wouldn't be cool.
0: On a chain, you know.
1: Or a giant cool. battery that you put in your pocket.
0: <laughs> well, the ma- majority know, of the, the th- device nowadays is the battery. So, I mean, it right. uh, I mean that's smaller than the, than the uh, Apple Watch.
1: Like right, a, and the Apple tr- Watch has terrible battery life. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah, it, 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 the battery lasts a day, where they define a day as 16 hours. So, yeah. I mean, but if it you has have w- to redefine have w- a day in order to say that you <laughs> have a day's battery life, maybe your battery kind of sucks. Well, you know. well
0: you're only awake for 16 hours in a day, Right, typically. but a
1: pocket watch, you also potentially could put a fob on it on the other end, and that could hold the battery. So you have your battery fob that goes into your pocket. Yeah. And then you have the chain slash power cord yeah. going to your phone. Yeah. And you can even use that as an antenna, really. You could put your antenna in that chain, too. And um, you would have a unique device that would still be much less useful than a phone.
0: <laughs> yeah, phone. I mean, because phones, you can, you can watch movies on them. Well, you can James. pull them out of your pocket
1: without also pulling the battery fob out of right. your pocket. Oh yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> you pull the whole thing out of your pocket all at yeah. once.
0: <laughs> so is the is the eye or the app I keep wanting to say iWatch, but is the Apple watch uh, does is that have wireless charging? Uh,
1: have I to don't actually plug it think into something. So um, it might. I don't I don't think about it much. Let's see. Apple yeah. Watch charging. Uh, find out more about the eighteen-hour like, uh, battery life. Sorry, they redefined a day as eighteen hours. All-day battery life up to eighteen hours. I
0: think it is wireless because <laughs> I mean that just seems like it's begging for wireless charging.
1: Well, wireless charging is terrible. Well, so if it works.
0: I mean, it may be wa- it may wa- charge slower, but if you have
1: including, included included MagSafe inductive charger, so it's wireless. But it may still you may still need to connect it,
0: or just set it down on it.
1: Well, they call it magsafe, which suggests it's sort of like those other Apple connectors that you know they clip together in the right way with magnets yeah yeah, but they don't actually connect electrically um, like conductive they're they're not they're galvanically isolated. What I wanted to say.
0: <laughs> so, you you would never, like, have a phone conversation. I don't think, with a, with you with a watch on your wrist. Well, you couldn't. speaker well, speakerphone? You could, or like video conferencing. But still, I mean, just the fact that it's attached to your wrist and you can't really use your arm or your hand. You know, well, if you're trying. Well, to a phone it is at attached it. to your hand,
1: and you not can't if you set it hand. down.
0: Not if you set it down. That's true. P- people set it down when they have, you know, uh, but I mean, speakerphone if, 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 or if you use the same,
1: if you use the same microphone and speaker on your wrist, then you your hand isn't tied up. You can use it for whatever you want, and away you go. For speaker, right. but not for video,
0: right? I but mean, see, I, I think it, it's not. A, it doesn't have its own standalone like. Cellular radio, right? It doesn't. You have to pair it with a phone and it uses like right. Bluetooth it's got a Bluetooth.
1: I think there's a couple that have Wi-Fi. I don't think the Apple Watch has Wi-Fi, and the ones that do, you know, have even worse battery. But it, it than doesn't have Apple like watch. a
0: 4G radio, though.
1: Oh no, 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 yeah. no! It's got a Bluetooth radio.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you've got to have, you know, it's got to tether basically through another radio, which has to, you know, is your phone probably all the time right. Wi-Fi, and then that if it's your phone, it's got to be charged and within range.
1: Um, yeah, and it's got, you know, yeah, it's, it's just I don't see a use for it.
0: Well, I think the, the use is that it's it's already on your wrist. So if, if you're doing like the biometrics or whatever, you know, that it's keeping your pulse or you can tell how active you are or what your temperature is or that kind of I thing.
1: I don't care about any of that stuff. Well,
0: I don't know. Maybe if you have a health condition.
1: I do. I'm fat and lazy. <laughs> you know. I mean, well, it, if if you care, even then, even then, if you care about your there's, health.
0: There's just those little iFit or whatever they're called. There's this little yeah, bracelets, bits, yeah, yeah, that you wear, and that's a lot less uh, electronics to have on you, right? You t- it charge lasts a lot longer and they're a lot cheaper, right? Because it,
1: it does a lot less. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it does the one thing that you might want, and the thing is, I mean, if you're the kind of person. Who gets enough exercise? Then you don't need a Fitbit or an uh, Apple Watch or anything like that. And if you're not the kind of person who gets enough exercise, having a watch isn't going to get you enough exercise.
0: Well, no, some people are like, f- kind of like fitness junkies or whatever, or maybe they're just really, really into it, and they they keep track of you know exactly the number of minutes they worked out or the number of miles they ran, and you know they post it online or tweet tweet it or whatever. Um, but at the very least they're logging it. So they're keeping track and maybe they, they attach that to the number of calories they intake or the amount of weight they're losing
1: or muscle yeah, mass. They're th- those, those people who really care about their fitness aren't losing weight and they don't care how many calories they No, bring. Maybe
0: they want to gain weight. Maybe they're, you know, bodybuilders or something, but it still seems like a very niche market. Mm hmm. It doesn't seem like something that, you know, niche, niche, huh.
1: niche, yeah. niche. Not, what do I it's know? It's not niche like glitch. Foreign. It's <laughs> I know, what? I know. It's niche. <laughs> There's no no T in it. <laughs> I, know, I know. So, yeah. It's like Moth. No T. But and and the that market is already well served by devices that do that. You know. Yeah, I, I And they I do think it a it lot better is. than the Apple Watch does.
0: Yeah, my my you wife know. did buy one device um I don't even remember what it was with the name I don't remember what brand it was or anything, but it was supposed to keep track of your heart rate and how long you were walking or running or whatever. Right. And uh, <laughs> God, I don't even remember if we tried to use it one time or something and it just didn't yeah, seem very useful.
1: The way most people use it is as an excuse not to get exercise. It's like, Oh, I've already walked twelve miles today. I don't need to exercise. I've already gotten lots of exercise. See, I have the proof. You know that—that's what I see. Now I—I bought a device. It's a Tony Little Gazelle Freestyle Elite, and it's supposed to get me in shape, muscular, and I'll lose weight. Tony it hasn't Little done that.
0: That's that crazy. Uh, yeah, the guy thing with the like two foot
1: swings and the handles. Yeah.
0: Oh no, no, that's a. I know something of the guy. Tony Little is a. Oh yeah, he's a, that. Pitchman.
1: Muscular. Yeah. Ponytail guy. Yeah. 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 Anyway, we we bought one of his. Exercise machines, equipment okay, and it was supposed to get me into shape and yeah. and you know tone up it? my muscles. What do you use it? Well, I sit adjacent to it fairly often. <laughs> Does it work <laughs> that way? Ah, uh, that's that's how it seemed in the commercial. Oh, okay. Um,
0: how long have you had this device?
1: Oh, years.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Years. <laughs> um, still in good shape. And it's got a heart rate monitor, and it'll tell you how many calories you burnt and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And,
0: uh, yeah, it hasn't really helped. Um, Alan King Dreyfus, mm-hmm. he uh, noticed he was... G- this is many years ago. He, he noticed <laughs> he was gaining weight, and um, he bought one of those... Uh, and he was not going to go to the gym or, you know, mm-hmm. run or anything. Um, and uh, he bought one of those electric... Things that you like strap onto your oh yeah and chest it and like, jolts it your muscles jolts your muscles and, like exercise yeah. your muscles involuntary
1: oh <laughs> exercise so how'd that work out
0: look like torture <laughs> I don't think it, it tortures did. you into yes, shape yes yeah. oh my god it was painful <laughs> no I, I yeah I don't think he used it very long
1: no actually a friend of mine had one of those for as part of his physiotherapy thing and we get drunk and play with it. it's like uh, (laughs) it's like tasing your friends yeah yeah yeah. and and that was kind of fun you know stick the things in unusual places and see what twitches you know but uh, yeah I I wouldn't go although apparently Bruce Lee used one or at least he did in the movie he made after he was dead
0: used one for what
1: for exercising oh oh I see what else would you use it for I, I I don't
0: know torturing your friends
1: yeah that's exercise isn't it but yeah i don't i don't see a purpose and until there's a purpose until there's something that an apple watch can do that i can't do with my windows phone because we can talk about these this this week (laughs) even if we couldn't last week (laughs) um and until the apple watch can do something that the lowest market share we really have to let
0: that sink in you have a, a Windows phone.
1: I do. It, it yeah. was the best phone available at the and time. And You hate Windows. I I don't like Windows.
0: Yeah, and you chose a Windows phone. I just think it's uh, a bit. And ironic. that tells
1: you what I think about Android and iOS and yeah. um, whatever else there is out there. Well, BlackBerry Five or whatever it is. I don't BB, think anyb- or anybody 10 uses 10 or that. Or something.
0: I don't think anybody uses. The
1: it was available. It, it was something I tested out when I chose my phone. Well, um, it
0: sounds like uh Windows Phone is now dead or dying.
1: It's always been it's all it's been dying since like 1996.
0: Well, it's really dying now again, I guess. It had some resurgence there and uh, just didn't take off, so
1: Yeah, um. I don't know. You know, they're really pushing it for Windows 10, so they're going to screw it up again. I I'm sure.
0: Well, I thought they just uh like laid off that whole business unit.
1: That was Nokia guys. Yeah. The the ones making the hardware that isn't that right? Isn't but they're you not the Nokia ones making phone? the software.
0: Don't you have a Nokia phone?
1: I do. I have a Nokia. So they're phone. not
0: going to make any new versions of your phone.
1: Microsoft is not going to make any new versions of my Nokia phone. That would, is correct. Who, who would? Who? Would? I mean, the,
0: no, no, Nokia sold them. Sold Microsoft all that IP, right? And the and the engineers.
1: Which uh, they didn't sell Microsoft Windows.
0: No, I know. What other right. phone? Okay, but I thought that's, um, that's the phone IP that Microsoft owns. That's the
1: phone. Yes.
0: And they laid off all those guys.
1: Right. But uh, you so know, it's it's not really is Samsung or someone else making a right? A Windows HTC phone? has made Windows phones. Um, I'm not sure if Samsung has, but yeah, there's. More than one company making Windows Phone. I mean, okay, I Microsoft was wasn't writing Windows Mobile just for Nokia.
0: Well, I thought that was the biggest player.
1: They were. biggest player. Well, I don't, you know, the I, don't think they were. For I don't Windows think they phone. were the biggest Windows Phone customers until they signed that exclusive contract mm. with Microsoft and then ended up selling Microsoft the hardware business.
0: Well, I predict that your next phone won't be a Windows Phone. That's my prediction.
1: I don't know. I don't. I don't know. My next phone will be the best phone that um, Verizon has when I walk into their store.
0: Yeah, and you had trouble using the iPhone. You said you had trouble, like actually playing music on it or something.
1: Just everything about the iPhone felt old and clunky and painful. I mean, it it was a fixed sized little icons i mean i've i've my wife has an ipad i use that from time to time and you end up with screen after screen of identical looking icons that you flip through looking for a thing and it's like no it's in the whatever group and then you flip through looking for the whatever group and then you look and you're like where is the p or whatever and yeah. it's just it's just horrible well I, mean, I, th- I think i've demonstrated for you how you search for a it's like geos i mean i had a better o- I had a better Graphics user interface on my Tandy computer in the 80s. <laughs> you know, it's so, it, so a,
0: a lot of people listening to this are probably going to go, What? You just swipe down and type the thing you're looking for because they added that like in iOS 6 or something. It's been a while.
1: Okay, I don't want to type stuff, it's a ta- it doesn't have a keyboard. Why would well, I want to type it's the same stuff? way
0: It's the same way you, you search know, for something. If the best topical. way to
1: find something on a thing without a keyboard is by typing, you've failed.
0: Oh, you could also speak
1: it. Again, it's got, it, it's, the whole point of a tablet is a giant touch screen. Well, I thought we are talking about phones. Well, we're talking about iOS.
0: Yeah. Okay, right? but so, so on, how is it better on Windows Phone?
1: Every way, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) that's fake. (laughs) I mean, so I I go to my start screen, right, and I have organized everything. Um, so okay, so the the small icon is is similar to like the iPhone, where you got a little icon, and you know sometimes it has like a little number or something on it, and that's about it, right? Mm -hmm. But for stuff that you know you care about you can give it a bigger icon. And the bigger icon in the apps will actually present extra data. Like right now, I look at my home screen, and it tells me that, you know, it's one of my friend's birthday today, right? It tells me that right on my home screen. I don't have to go into my calendar. I don't have to wait for an alert to pop up. I don't have to go through a bunch of different alerts to find out whose birthday it is, you know, and mix that in with all my your batteries charged things or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just right there on my home screen. Um, what else have I got? I thought the have anecdote I, you
0: told me was something about playing music, like um,
1: finding an MP3 file, and no, I think the the keyboard, but the the iOS keyboard is actually good, right? That that was one of its strengths. You know, I I could pick mm-hmm. it up and use the keyboard. It was a bit small, yeah, because this was before the the jumbotron version of the iPhone, but um, as far as playing music, yeah. I mean it it is nice. It it also has um what they call hubs. So it puts kind of everything together. So uh, so I I have my contact list just like anyone else, right? But if if I go into my contact list and I bring up, you know, Rob. Okay, there he is. You know, I I can click on Rob and from right there I can call his mobile, I can send him a text, I can call his home, I can call his work, I can post to his Facebook timeline, I can send him an email. I can do something on LinkedIn. I'm not even sure what. I can go to his website, what three websites, um, <laughs> you know, and I can do that all right there. It's it's not in like three different places. Like if I want to post on his timeline, I have to open the Facebook app, and if I want to, you know, see what's new with him, I have to, you know, do whatever. I mean, it's so so. I just sounds swipe like it has right good, twice, it has, it or it has swipe good. left twice, and I find out what's new. Oh, they're celebrating a ninth birthday with Grandma and Papa. There's some pictures there, you know. I mean, it's it's all right there.
0: Sounds like it has a lot of Facebook integration.
1: Well, it has. It's it's not just Facebook. It's a bunch of different stuff all integrated into your contacts, right? And then the the music is similar, right? I mean, it's it's it it will actually integrate, you know, your Xbox music, your Why is it suffering so
0: bad in the marketplace
1: then? a bunch of reasons Um, they're the the latest game in town right they overhauled it all so Windows on phones um, like in the 90s was like the biggest smartphone OS there was right and it it slowly dropped down in market share I thought it was the
0: Blackberry OS whatever they called it
1: no this is like pre-Blackberry man
0: in the 90s? Yeah.
1: So, it, it was like Windows Mobile or Windows... Yeah, it was Windows Mobile, which was forked off of Windows CE, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, the, like the... Uh, what was it? The Symbian devices? That's a different OS. Okay,
0: well, what were those? Oh, that's a Nokia OS. So, it was
1: Windows... Windows Mobile. That's what it was. And it... it Came off of Windows CE. And it was like. So it was Windows CE, then it was like the Pocket PC, then Windows Uh, Mobile. But what were those
0: actual devices called? It was used by. uh, Symbian was used by a lot, but uh, mostly Nokia.
1: Okay, so I was thinking Nokia history, but the. Yeah, anyway, Windows on phones had. A, a huge market share of of smartphones and this is when smartphones themselves did not have a huge market share but um let's see smartphones here we are pocket pc smartphone windows mobile windows. anyway windows so you know, it looks
0: like version 7 was the first one that came out in 2010
1: version 7 of Windows what? phone. Right, but there was Windows Mobile before that and Windows CE before that. I mean, Windows Phone is it was not the first time Windows was on a phone. Okay. Is, is the thing. Right. I mean, before Windows Phone it was Windows Mobile and before that it was Pocket PC and before that it was Windows CE and
0: Yeah, but I don't think well, Windows <coughs> CE itself I don't think was around a phone. Um Windows Mobile, 2003. So, uh, okay. What about the 90s? You talked about the 90s. I don't see it. It's like 2003 was the first year.
1: Okay. Still a long time ago. Anyway, Microsoft owned the smartphone market at one point. Hmm. And they kind of left it to rot. And then they, they prettied it up a little with Windows Mobile. And then they left it to rot. And then they went to Windows 8. And, you know, they made it look like the Windows 8 on PCs. Or they made the PCs look like Windows 8 on the phone. One of the two. And um, they prettied it up and they lost a few features. But So so basically, every time they've um, done a major facelift, they've lost all their existing customers. They've alienated them because Mm -hmm. they've... Remove features that were good that people really liked and then they're like okay we're going to take those features away and we're going to give you this whole new ui a whole new way of working with it and so they flush them down the toilet and they start new with no third-party support no good killer apps and and which was fine back you know in the windows ce and pocket pc you know the late 90s early nineties.
0: they didn't have the competition like there wasn't that many apps right i mean millions of apps whatever you know
1: you'd have a few games you could download you could buy from your you know from from your uh service provider and stuff but there was really not this huge market that there is today so Windows Eight, they wanted to get into that huge market, but they couldn't get people to write apps for Windows Phone. Partly because nobody had a Windows Phone, and you know, partly because it's a whole nother target, right? Making mm. things integrate with Windows Phone and look like they belong on Windows Phone is is basically rewriting your whole app front end from scratch, and people just don't want to do that unless they believe there's a market there, and and so th- th- that really kept them down. I mean, everybody already had an iPhone, or and the people who didn't have an iPhone had an Android. And <coughs> here's Microsoft with something completely different that's incompatible. You know, it's the same thing that killed BlackBerry, basically. So, th- no matter how excellent it is, getting the apps on there, and getting new development on there, when you're not sure what their commitment is, uh, and whether they're going to rip the rug out from you again in another three, four years, is is a huge ask from developers.
0: So I wonder if game developers feel the same way with Xbox 360 and Xbox One not being compatible. I mean, accessories too, you know, if you made a a controller for 360, you know, that doesn't work. Oh, yeah, it it would be
1: terrible to be a game house and, you know, halfway through development of a huge major hit and then, you know, Microsoft announces a new incompatible. But all the consoles do that, right? I mean, it, it's not just Microsoft that I think really shafts really Nintendo's their. always
0: supported, like, the previous generation.
1: No, not always.
0: Well, can't you play cube games on the Wii, for example?
1: I don't think the discs are even the same size. I thought they're both just
0: CD size or DVD size.
1: I thought the cube c- discs were smaller...
0: anyway, I I haven't yet purchased an Xbox One. Uh, They're still making games for the 360. And as long as they do, i will probably stick with the 360.
1: Yeah, and, and games for consoles tend to have a shorter life cycle anyway. You know, versus something like Clash of Clans or something.
0: Huh? Those games get updated all the time. Clash of Clans?
1: Right. That's what I'm saying. Clash of Clans has a much longer life cycle you know, they expect to run that for 10, 15 years at least, whereas, you know, Halo 2 was like a two-year product, you know.
0: Mm, okay, but it's a franchise. and They're going to have a Halo 3 and a Halo 4. Right,
1: and the Halo 3 will be for whatever the new hardware is, right? They're gonna um, be ha- well,
0: I f- think that's actually an exact case in point, and I think Microsoft did make the most recent Halo release for both, didn't they?
1: I don't know. I don't I've never played any of the Halos.
0: Yeah, Halo three. The sports both Xbox three sixty and Xbox One.
1: Anyway, I mean it's 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 I don't think the console developers have that same concern about the future. Because they they're really working toward a release, making lots of money on the release and then hopefully selling add on packs kind of thing. You know. They, they tend to not work on the subscription or, or freemium models. You know, they don't yeah. get people hooked and keep them sucking money in, right?
0: Well, I've been very happy with the iPhones. Um, I, do, I, do, I wish I had a physical keyboard that was um, like maybe on the back of the device or part of the device somehow or flip out or whatever. I've seen them, mm-hmm. but... I never bought one. But back when I had a Blackberry, I used to be able to type with one hand, not even looking. <laughs> and, you know, I, my daughter laughs at me how slow I am typing um, on an iPhone still. And right. I, I tend to use it in uh, portrait mode when I'm, when I'm typing because usually you're texting. That's usually, you know, or you're reading an email. And, and, you know, if you turn it into landscape, you don't get a lot of the conversation or the previous email or whatever. You know, you only get like two lines. Because right. the keyboard takes up, you know, most of the screen in, in in landscape. But in landscape, the buttons are big enough; you can, you know, hit them all with your thumbs, no problem.
1: Right, and that that small screen was part of the reason I did not go for an iPhone. Yeah, and know, that's
0: like, an iPhone five. I don't remember if you were looking at an iPhone four or a or a five. Um, I know It, was, I don't it know. wasn't a six,
1: or a six plus. But it, it was the same screen that they'd been using since the first iPhone, right? No, they didn't, no, 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 no. They, they it they it keep, wasn't until this most recent one that they did this giant screen.
0: No, no, no. The 5 is bigger than the 4. And a 4 is bigger than the 3. Hmm. They've been increasing the screen size. You know, not as as dramatic as with the 6 Plus. The 6 Plus is, you know, a phablet. But the 6 is just a little bit bigger than the 5, and the 5 is a little bit bigger than the 4.
1: Okay, but here's, here's so I'm looking here. Yeah. The 5 has a 4-inch screen. And everything else had a three and a half inch screen. Okay. Everything before the five—that might be true, yeah. Had might a three had and a half inch screen. The
0: resolution increased, but the size of the screen right. didn't. Yeah,
1: yeah. The five was the first one to have a screen size yeah. increase. And
0: it had a different aspect ratio, which I thought would aggravate developers, but
1: it probably yeah. did. Yeah. But you know, w- once Apple owned the market, the the developers had to follow.
0: Yeah, you know, but and now, I mean, you've Apple got to work really
1: hard to, keep, to make everything look okay when they resize their, when they change the resolution, change their aspect ratio. So, I mean, you know, they did work at it.
0: Yeah, but all the apps developers, if you're designing your UI, it works really good on an iPad, which is a 4x3, and an iPhone, which was, I don't remember what the
1: ratio was there. 3 by 2 or something? But
0: yeah, but now they add another. So, you know, you've got a
1: third you know, aspect ratio. Well, and the mini iPad,
0: it's the same. The mini iPad the same ratio as a regular iPad. Mm. It's a different it's a different size, but it's the same yeah. aspect ratio.
1: Anyway, yeah, I definitely didn't try out the 6. And yeah, didn't exist it, it at the time. Might have been the 5, maybe not. I don't know. But
0: yeah, I've been very happy with their products. My my next phone, I'm sure it'll be an iPhone as well. Um, you know, we have uh you know, a lot of Tablets, um, and, uh, the, the iPads are the ones that everybody wants to use. Um, I just bought another Android 7 inch tablet specifically because no one else would want to use it. Because, <laughs> you know, the, the last one that was bought for me as a gift, you know, the kids are always using it, you know, and then yeah. Elizabeth was always, uh, wanting to use it and couldn't, so I got her one. So I think we have three iPads now, um, We had a Kindle that doesn't charge anymore. We had a a Nexus 7 that the screen got cracked and you can't, you know, unlock it because it doesn't quite swipe right. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, you know, it's we were both skeptical of uh, tablets and um, I can't imagine us not having some, you know, something in that form factor and specifically Apple. I think their, their devices have really won. And for me, you know, the iPhone is just like a small tablet most of the time. Um, hmm. here, here's some. Here's a tip for you guys. Um, <laughs> if you're going to record video, turn your phone into landscape orientation before you hit record. Because I've watched two viral videos now on YouTube where the videographer phone user person started the recording in portrait, right? And then they go, hmm. oh, you know, I want to put this on a news channel or youtube or something so then they turn their phone to the side but you know that doesn't work you know well, now what happens the that part of the video on is just you got to turn your head sideways to see it on the screen it it, it whatever orientation you have the phone to begin right the but if is they wanted but if
1: they wanted to sell it to a news company they the could news company it. could chop off the vertical part and rotate it they right? could have yeah. yeah so that's not
0: it's much better just to turn your phone to the side before you start recording video or take pictures. But it's
1: awkward to hold it that way, man. It's
0: not actually. It's nice the iPhone, the uh, the down volume button when, when you when you have it in video or picture mode. The down volume button takes your pictures or starts your video, so you don't have to reach around and hit the, the screen. You can just hit the, the the volume down button, and it'll snap your picture. Right, but it's still a
1: more awkward way to hold. No,
0: it's actually very nice when you're recording video because you hold it more stable, you know, with two hands. And you can start and stop. Right, but then with you, the on
1: you top. use two hands, right, which is more awkward.
0: I've done both. Right, I mean, I I'm video, just saying that, yeah, you know. I put a video of me on a roller coaster on YouTube and I'm holding the phone with one hand. And I'm, you know, doing it in, in landscape orientation.
1: Okay, I'm nobody not saying wants it's to impossible to watch, or Yeah, difficult. nobody wants to watch a portrait. You know, it looks like I Don. do. I, the monitor in front of me. All the time is in portrait mode. It's because you're weird. So when I come across a portrait video, I'm like, oh nice. I don't have to look at those stupid yeah. black bars on the and top of the show. Is your television is
0: your television turned sideways like that too?
1: You know, you can't tell. <laughs> I mean it's basically a wall. <laughs> is my wall sideways? I don't think your ceiling is
0: is high enough to turn your TV sideways.
1: I don't know. I don't think it's I don't think my TV is Longer than I am, but it might be. I'm not yeah. sure.
0: Yeah, you you don't have a high enough ceiling.
1: Yeah, I think I might. I think I might. Actually, I think, I think my TV may only be eight feet long. <laughs> I know. I need a new TV. <laughs> Something is big. Ni- is it 96 or 100? 92. It's only 92? 92. Only don't be ridiculous. 92. I mean, 96, I mean, but it's a DLP, so it sticks out from the wall, which yeah. I guess people hate.
0: It's projection. Yeah. Which is uh, pretty old school now.
1: Well, nobody sells it. You know, they use it in movie theaters, but nobody sells it for home.
0: Well, they sell projectors. You know, the kind you right. mount to your ceiling or... Right, but they don't sell
1: the projector mirror screen combo anymore.
0: Yeah. No, the new thing is uh, actually a concave panel, or curved, I guess they call them curved screens. Yeah. And for the longest time, I mean, the big deal was a flat screen, right? You paid more for a flat screen. Now you pay more for a screen that's not flat. Yep. (laughs) Before you know it, they'll be uh, selling black and white as a feature.
1: Well, they do that on, on cameras.
0: Oh, a, a black and white only camera is uh More special? expensive
1: than the same model with color, yes. No way. Yeah. Digital? Yeah, uh, well, absolutely. Uh, there's no difference between a black and white uh, film camera and a color film camera. Right,
0: I wouldn't think there would be such a thing as a black and white digital camera. Well, that's why they're expensive.
1: Wow. Yeah. Well, th- see, the thing is, is that it's because of the Bayer sensor. Right? I would think it's
0: just software just filtering.
1: No, it's not. There's hardware filtering, right? On your sensor. So you have two little green spots, and you have a red spot and a blue spot. And so the red spot, that pixel, is only detecting red. Mm -hmm. And the one beside it is only detecting green. So if you have a color transition in between them, you get color artifacts. And each, so, so in the actual final picture, that single red dot on the sensor is turned into a full color pixel in the image. And, and so obviously by doing that, you lose resolution, right? Because you have to average or guess at, at the exact color that that particular pixel is. And so a, a black and white sensor doesn't suffer from that at all.
0: It makes sense, but I would think that the market for a black-and-white-only camera would be so low that nobody would invest the Right, and that's $10. why
1: they're much more expensive.
0: Yeah. They sell, like, two of them a year.
1: I don't know if they sell any of them.
0: But they exist.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, uh, what's, what's the name? It starts with an L. It's a super fancy camera company. Mm-hmm. Leica? Yeah, Leica. They make lenses.
0: Make full cameras, too, huh?
1: They've always made whole cameras. Their rangefinders have always been like ten thousand dollar cameras. Yeah. Even even their little box film boxes were like ten thousand dollar cameras.
0: Well I think we've definitely established that you know a lot more about still cameras than I do. But uh was it was some huh. camera. I think it might have been that Panasonic I I bought had a Leica lens.
1: Yeah. I mean the the name is you sure it was Leica? Well, I think so. Might have been a Lumix.
0: No, that's the that's Panasonic. the model of the Panasonic camera, but it had a had another brand lens okay. on it.
1: Yeah, it might have been Leica, or it might have been like Zeiss, or that um, no, wasn't
0: the Zeiss. That's the 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 Sony I bought has a has a Zeiss, I think.
1: Yeah, but I, I mean the the, the premium <laughs> uh, companies will often like do a lens design or something for the not premium companies. <laughs> Yeah. It could be Leica, yeah. I mean, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me that they're selling their name.
0: Yeah, now I'm doing a, a search and I can't.
1: You're looking uh, yeah, for yeah, that camera? Yeah, yeah, bright
0: Leica DC lens, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I bought that camera, uh, the uh, Panasonic FC1000. Not to start a new topic, I guess we're already talking about cameras, and um, it's uh, a very nice camera, but it. The uh, live video feed coming out the HDMI port would stop when you started recording video. It would just print a little message saying video recording in progress. (laughs) And, you know, one of the purposes for for this camera, the reason why I bought it, was to record um, volleyball tournaments where I need to be able to move the camera pretty quick to follow the action. I need a big screen, so I, I mount a field monitor. I think it's like an 8-inch screen um on top of the camera on the on the hot shoe and uh, you know so I can just glance or st- even if I'm just staring at that it's a big screen you know to catch all the action and if it's you know not displaying the video then it's totally worthless so I had to, yeah had to send it back and eat the restocking fee and the shipping fees and,
1: and then compare the the Still right. images. And... Then I bought
0: a Sony, yeah, <laughs> HX400, which was about half the price, and the uh, still image quality is about half the quality. Mm. But the video quality, the 1080 quality, video quality is is still really good. Um, the Panasonic also did 4K, which I didn't really mm. need or anything. It's kind of cool to have it, but... Um, you know, I, I'm not about to start uploading 4K video to YouTube. It seems rather well, but silly. it gives
1: you more creative options, right? You can resize the whole thing, or you can crop part of your video. You know, yeah. So you you wouldn't need to frame as tightly at 4K because you can actually do like dynamic videos. You Need and a lot more stuff. storage
0: though, and mostly yeah. I'm not editing like I you know most of that volleyball footage. I'm not editing. I'm just taking the raw game footage and uploading it to YouTube mm-hmm. as is. So. I wouldn't really want to record in 4K and then have to go and you know <laughs> zoom around and find the right. good video. So anyhow, um, ended up going with the Sony, so I look like I'm a big Sony fan with my two Sony <laughs> cameras.
1: this <laughs> got like big Sony printed all over it? No,
0: it's it's a Sony on the camera bag and you know Sony on the strap. Um Right. And then when I pull out the cameras, because I also have an action cam, it's kind of like a GoPro competitor, mm. um, and it's a Sony. So, oh. you know, I look like I'm a Sony guy. Sounds That's like just, you're a Sony guy. I know. i was
1: by a Sony. Coincidental. That makes you a Sony guy, man.
0: Yeah. Oh, I know what the other Sony. I had. Um, I have my nicest in-ear headphones are Sony. So, nicest um,
1: in-ear. Okay. Yeah,
0: you know, kind of like earbuds, but they... You know, they're a little bit. They're like the high-end earbuds. You know.
1: Oh, not like those earbuds that actually have the thing that goes over your head, like a head clip or anything. No,
0: no they're they're ear okay. they're ear mounted.
1: Yeah, no, um, I had a pair of Awas that were like that. I was. kind of tucked into your ear, but they still had the band.
0: No, the, these are the oh, ones I, I bought for that for that uh, talent show.
1: Oh yeah, okay. yeah.
0: And I took him with me to Barbados, and it was like the third Sony thing in my bag. <laughs> you know, it's like oh, I look like a total Sony Sony like fanboy. That's yeah. what you are. Yeah,
1: obviously you like Sony stuff. Well, because I, you have so much Sony. I'm stuff. I'm
0: wearing Sony headphones right now. In fact, yeah, but I'm I'm talking into an audio Audio Technica microphone. So
1: oh, that breaks. Well, the, I, uh, I'm just using AKGs for microphones and headphones,
0: and they make good stuff. I have. AKG headphones and microphones.
1: I'm sure they also make crappy stuff.
0: You know. I, I think Sony, um, on their low end, makes crappier than uh, AKG. I don't think AKG goes as low as Sony is willing to go. But uh, Sony makes good stuff too. Yeah. yeah. That RX10 Series 2 or Mach 2, whatever they call it, camera, um, is uh, very attractive to me.
1: Hmm. <laughs>
0: But I guess that's a topic for another show. Yes. And I I failed to find uh, any other outro music, so this will have to do. (laughs) Breaking copyright laws.
1: We are such bad boys. I don't think you're supposed to mention when you break copyright laws. Oops. Oops.
0: Well, I think there's also, like, a fair use for, like, 15 seconds or something.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's like that. I think it's, like, for, like, um, parodying or um, criticizing or critiquing or something. Oh. Reviewing, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I think Black Sabbath did it better.
1: (laughs) Good enough. We're done here.
0: All right. Uh, Talk next week. Here? Alright, sounds good.